The following podcast is a production of The Network. Check us out on BICBP-radio.com. Everybody and welcome to the second episode of the Network Sports Talk Show. We are no longer the offensive line. Actually, we technically never were because that that podcast name is has been taken. So uh, we changed it. We revised it. Uh, we, yeah, this is officially the Network Sports Talk Show. Uh, I am one of your hosts, Matt Johnson, and with me uh, a fine group of. Uh, panelists, everybody associated with our wonderful network at BICBP-radio.com. And uh, we're here to talk some more sports. Uh, we got some more sports topics to talk about today. Uh, introducing our panelists uh, from Hats, Tats, and Stats, Common Debauchery, and Tip of the Cap, Mr. Derek Jaws. Yo, yo, yo. What's going on, fella? How are you? Oh, you know, just... Uh drinking some 40s and checking my homies and stuff you know just living the dream over here <laughs> respect respect um also Listen, I, I'm, I'm gonna i'm gonna throw a disclaimer real quick i am exhausted so this is gonna get weird <laughs> perfect just just the way i like a good podcast episode uh joining us uh his co-host on i know had stats and stats i would imagine tip of the cap as well uh austin kelm right are you with him on uh tip of the uh tip of the cap you know what, Jazzy Bear? I don't know if we ever did that. I don't know. I HDS for sure, but I don't think we ever. Uh, we we did. did. You were on, you you were on one of the first episodes. You were like episode three. We we remember we were like in my the back living room of the house in Orchard Park. Oh, that's right, John. He don't live there no more. We forgot. It's a whole. Thing. <laughs> He's got a new home. But Matt, I'm doing very well. How you doing, buddy? Good, man. It's good to see you again. I'm I'm liking that we're getting a little bit more regular contact with each other, you and I, because uh, you're a good dude, and I'm. Love to have you around a little bit more often. So I'm, I'm glad we get this opportunity at least once a month for now. So I appreciate that, buddy. Anybody you can call movies with me just back and forth. Uh, you're good. You can stay. It's all, it's fine. <laughs> all right. Sounds good to me. Uh, joining me also joining us also uh, co-host of the two point conversation. He also has his own show. Let's talk, but no politics. Okay. Uh, Mr. Andrew lens, Andrew, what's going on, pal? Nothing much. Just, uh, Loving it. I just had a stop by the ice cream truck. So that was pretty awesome for a Western year kid in the, um, in the middle of March to see an ice cream truck come by and not freeze. That was like the most amazing thing in the world. So I had to buy some ice cream. You sent me that picture, man. It was, it was pretty sweet. That was, uh, oh, man, <laughs> I was very, I was very jealous. Um, the, the yeah. fat kid and me. All right. <laughs> and, uh, also joining us, uh, today's, Theme picker, the selector of themes. We'll give him a, a sweet title. Uh, he hosts Retro Blist. He also hosts uh, co-host of History Creeps, Pointless Prattle, um, Retro Pop. He's with me. Duh, what an idiot! And uh, I feel like I might be missing one. I might be, but regardless, his name is Mr. Johnny Townsend. Johnny, uh, long time no talk, my friend. How are you? I. I- 
I'm pretty good. I I've spent my day listening to Weird Al and watching episodes of Bonanza on YouTube while texting on my iPhone five. I dare you to guess how old I am. <laughs> iPhone five, huh? That's what I have. <laughs> I respect. I refuse it. to go up. <laughs> How's your battery life on that thing? Horrible. It is atrocious. <laughs> uh, it may last less than an. It, I don't think I can get an hour off the charge now. Okay, I have a six. I have a six or seven, and I'm pretty much in the same boat. So I wanted to make sure that I wasn't, you know, the only one going through this. Um. <laughs> if I decide, if I decide, if I decide to get crazy and try to play a game on this phone with, with it off the charger, it will literally die in the middle of the game as soon as I start it. Damn. <laughs> that's the, that's how hard it is for me i have a hard life guys it's uh, very hard over here it, it, it is difficult. at least I'm, you have at least you've had weird al and, and bonanza to kind of balance you know everything yeah out. yeah thankfully which is not nice. alternate the two to bring me joy <laughs> uh so as we're going to do uh with this show we want to give everybody all of our panelists the chance to you know pick a theme come into it you know it's obviously we all feel very strongly about different aspects of sports uh, and this week's random, we, we did, we have like a random wheel app and the, the winner of that selection was Johnny. He will be picking our second episode theme. Uh, Johnny, why don't you talk to, uh, let the listeners know what we're going to be discussing today. Yeah. I'm always been fascinated by fandom in itself. Like the, like just how fandom is the positives and the negatives. Cause as an, when you're an outsider to certain fandoms, uh, example would be, uh, all you guys are up in New York, except for Andrew, and I'm down here in the South. But so I, since I know you guys, and I know Matt, I talk to Matt all the time, and I'm friends with a lot of you. I see a lot of Bills stuff, right? Because that's where you guys are, and you got the Bills Mafia, and I just don't understand it from where I'm at. Like, I, but I, but I'm an outsider looking in, so I can see the positives and the negatives from it, right? There's right. a lot of good and bad to that, and but that's not just the Bills. That's to, that's to all sports. It's in all the different sports and stuff. Uh, so I thought it'd be a really fun topic for us to discuss just fandoms, the positives and the negatives of it. Which part of Bill's fandom don't you understand? Is is it the uh, is it the rite of passage that when your child is like two weeks old, you put them through a table? Um, or is yeah, it- that <laughs> that would be one. Yeah, that's one of them for sure. I I don't understand. Look, when I was a teenager i get wanting to be a backyard wrestler because i i don't want to brag but you're looking at uh, the uh, the crusher right here that's who i was i was the crusher and i get it but then you know i turned 20 and i realized i don't need to jump through tables now because i'm not a professional wrestler so don't get it that's fair that's fair um <laughs> so let's kick this one off we're gonna get it we're gonna go around our little panel um that is all we're all here on zoom and uh we're gonna we're going to see what everybody's definition of a good or a bad fan is. And we might, we might run into some, you know, similar definitions, but uh, Johnny, since you are the, uh, the episode theme picker, let's uh, let's start off with you. What is your uh, first, what is your definition of a good fan? What is your definition of a, of a bad fan? Well, I like to start out positive. So let's do the positive one first, the good fan. I've run into many of those. The best to me fandom when it's good is when it's really inclusive it brings people in and kind of makes you feel like you're uh, feel like you're a part of something, uh, you know, like it, you're you're kind of relating with someone else that you may not even know. Like maybe this is the first time you met somebody, and like, oh, you both like you know the the Charlotte Hornets or whoever. Just throwing out a team. That's the one that's down here, uh, and then you can kind of relate to each other off that. And sometimes I've had friendships 
formed just from uh, talking and being fans of sports, right? Like that's, that's happened to me. I'm sure it's happened to all you guys. Uh, that, so that's a positive to me. Just the, this, the, the new friendships you can find, uh, you know, just uh, like a common ground you can find with people to start having really cool, awesome and fun conversations. The negative aspect though is to me is when people take it so far that it becomes like vitriol hatred. Uh, like I, I've, I mean, all you got to do is to see any sports star Instagram post. I don't care who it is, anybody, and just go through their mentions, go through their comment section, and you'll see just a, a plethora of grossness yeah. from people just spitting out this hatred that feels way too personal for someone that they have more than likely never even met ever, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And they don't see these people as human beings. Like they don't see these because these sports stars make all this money. I guess they're not human anymore. And, you know, and they just kind of go just say some awful stuff. And I've also seen them turn on their own. Uh, like you're not, uh, I've, uh, I've seen that. Uh, like you're not good enough. You weren't. Uh, the one thing that really annoys me is when people who are lifelong fans of a team do not welcome new fans of that team. Oh, that's uh, horrible. And that happens a lot too. Yeah, that happens a lot too. You know, uh, with the Charlotte Hornets, for example, we got we got a really good rookie this year, and a lot of people were following that rookie, so he joined our team. Uh, we they brought he brought along a lot of new fans, and I've seen a lot of old time Hornets fans, and it just disappoints me to no end. It just honestly it hurts my soul uh, that they're just jerks to these younger fans because well you're only here because of Melo that kind of thing. Yeah, and I'm like, well, just let them be a part of it with us. I don't. I just don't get it, but that's the positives and the negatives to me. Uh, I think sports can be this most amazing, incredible thing that really honestly brings people together. I've had so many positive uh, aspects of sports uh, that I'm so happy that we have them, but then you can find this ugly side. That's just so disappointing. Just makes you realize that, uh, you know, humanity really has a long way to go to still grow up. (laughs) Yeah. You ain't kidding. You ain't kidding. I love your explanations, but uh, Austin, Let's uh, let's go to you next, buddy. Uh, your definitions for good and bad. You know what? I, I think the important thing to remember when talking about fandom, um, the key word to me is passion. Um, and like any relationship, whether it be a relationship you have with a family member, a significant other, your wife, whomever, passion can be an awesome thing and passion can be a very negative thing. Yeah. Um, then when you take it to those those stratospheric levels that you know, people lose their minds, like Johnny said, and uh, it can be hurtful. Um, social media, I think, has amplified that in a lot of different ways. Um, as a Bills fan, I remember back to uh, a primetime game, and I'm sure Josh can back me up on this one. Um, we had a, a game. I'm pretty sure we were beating the Patriots on primetime football on Monday night. Um, we were up in the game, and I want to say it was Leotis McKelvin, one of our kick returners in our starting corner, uh, brought the ball out of the end zone and fumbled it. All he had to do was take a knee, and we would have ran the ball like three times, and the game would have been over. And he brought it out of the end zone, fumbled it. Tom Brady gets the ball back. Those touchdowns to win the game. And it, I mean, it, it changed on the drop of a hat. Yeah. Um, and, and people, not only I'm sure blew up his social media fit, uh, page, but like they set fire to his front lawn. I mean, people like graffitied his house. I just on a different level of just kind of being a, a jerk. Oh, yeah. That's um, that I think it's a right. I think it's important to remember that you have to channel that passion in a positive way. Um, and I'm sure we'll all touch on it because when it gets channeled into us and it's such a negative thing, um, it, it can be rough. Um, and I think it's an important distinction to 
to remember that being critical or holding players accountable for their actions at their play is different than just being a jerk about stuff. You know what I mean? Wanting somebody to be better and then like attacking their, their mother or their family or where they're, you know what I mean? It's, it's a different thing altogether. So I think yeah. it is a, is a fine line to be tread. It is. And you are right. hundred percent about the, uh, the, the social media part that it's made athletes and people, uh, I mean, especially, I mean, we'll stick with in the realm of athletes here because that's what we're talking about, but it's made them way too accessible and people are very easily like people get way too comfortable with that, man. And they feel like they have the right to tell, you know, people, you know, what to do, uh, this and that. And then I, I, I have seen some like really, really bad stuff, uh, you know, directed at athletes. And I'm just like, Oh my God, I, I know mentally I, if I, <laughs> I wouldn't be able to handle it. I know per, probably I, I probably would. I mean, I might be wiping my tears with hundred dollar bills and, you know, one, one point two million dollar paychecks and stuff. But, um, but at the same time, it's like, man, y'all ain't perfect either. <laughs> You're not even close to perfect. Like who, who are you? <laughs> well, it's, it's, it's crazy. And you, and you hammered it with the social media thing that at some point, 20 years ago, if we were upset at a sporting event, Bills game, like whatever your team is, you'd scream at your TV. And then like an hour later, you'd be like, all right. But you, nobody heard you except for your family. You'd scream at your TV and that would be the end of it. Now you can scream on social media. Now you could be a keyboard warrior and just tear the guy's whole life apart because he incompleted too many passes or, you know what I mean? Whatever it was. Yeah. It just, uh, it gives people a platform in that way that, maybe shouldn't have a platform. I, 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 I certainly agree. Uh, Jaws, let's go to you, bud. Good and bad. So I'm going to start with the bad um, and just more to piggyback off what the last two guys said, you know, social media, Mike Tyson said it best. Social media has made people way too comfortable with saying whatever the hell they want, not getting punched in the mouth for it. And nobody would say half the crap they say to someone's face that they put on social media. Um, nope. Because there's always the risk that like you say something to to the wrong person and they just pop you in the mouth for it because some people don't care. Um, I mean, and that's, but when I can sit millions of miles away in my mom's basement, I can type it, type it, type it, type and hit the send button. And I just told a dude who who dropped a pass that, you know, like this, let's take this year. All right. The, the hail Murray as we'll call it like how many people roasted the three bills defensive player. Like they, they, they roasted the coaching staff for it. They roasted like anything and every, like everyone and like, Oh, cool. The 400 pound dude who lives in his mom's basement, who gets winded every three stairs and has to stop and take a water break, just <laughs> yelled at the, you know, professional defensive lineman for getting faked out by one of the most athletic quarterbacks in the league. Cool. I'm glad you just told him to hang himself. Right. Like, like that's, that is the ugliest side of fandom. And some of those people, like you're telling a dude who plays on the team, you're a fan of to hang himself because he got beat by another world-class athlete. I mean, me and you reference it all the time when, when we talk about like, you know, the, 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 the pay disparity quote unquote in the athletic world, these people are oh, the yeah. Point zero 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 one percent of anybody who's ever played football. 
and some asshole in his mom's basement is going to talk shit about that dude and what he did on the field. Hey, the man, worst player in the NFL. Some, some of them don't have basements. Thank you very much. That's uh, and that's fine. <laughs> maybe maybe it's an attic. Maybe it's maybe it's a crawl space. Maybe it's a cupboard under the stairway. I don't care. Whatever crevice that you're living in, where you're just spewing toxicity, and, and you know who these people are because like you 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 see them on Twitter, you see them on Facebook, and they're not willing to do it from their own personal account with their name and face. A lot of it's. Them are. It's super ultra mega fan twenty seven eighty five forty one, with <laughs> one follower and like following just other sports accounts. Like, uh, come on, and like and these people. Like and the, the other side of that is you see people who. A lot of the bad for me is born in ignorance. Um, yeah, you know, you, you talk to somebody who's bashing someone's play, and you bring up the fact, like, hey man, like I know, like they're not playing well right now, but they're also playing out of position. Well, it doesn't matter. They. Sh- should be good enough to play that position anyway. Uh, okay, but do you understand the difference between a one tech tackle and a three tech tackle? No. Moving on. Like, <laughs> great, awesome. Like you don't understand what you're even mad about. The right. good side of it is, I mean, like we we can talk like, and I'm going to speak from a very entrenched land of Bills Mafia, and you know, maybe I can help our uh, help Mr. Townsend understand it a little bit. Like it's it's almost a familial feeling like, you know, this year, especially when you're you know, when you're walking around town and you see somebody wearing a Bills hat from two aisles over at tops and you hear go Bills you're like, yeah, buddy, go Bills. Fuck, yeah, let's do this. Sorry, I'm going to be the one that swears. Deal with it. Um, <laughs> like that's it's, it's unbelievable. Like I've seen people at games that I don't like that we connect over our fandom, like people that if if I saw you at a bar, I'd probably fight you, but I see you at a bills game and we're going to high five. Like, yeah, go bills. Like it, it bridges gaps. It, it, to me, like sports fandom can be the ultimate uniter. And the sad part about it is we get so lost in the toxicity of it because it's the loudest portion. Right. No, nobody talks about the good stuff. Nobody, you know, you, you get a, a, a two minute blurb about, you know, uh, again, being a Bills fan, you know, P- Pancho Bila got some some serious media love and like Pinto Ron gets a little bit. But like there's a lot of great people like, you know, of the 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 the, the, don- the donations that happen for different oh, reasons yeah. here in Buffalo. Like, you know, and that stuff gets media coverage, but not nearly as much as like, oh, that girl got finger blasted in the parking lot one time like that still shows up. That That's, still shows up on social media. Some girl just was came, that a video? Was that yes? Like, they got a video. Yes. I was weird. I was like, "What the? Why are you filming this?" Like <laughs> some 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 girl in the grass lot of a Bills game, just getting the old the old bowling ball between two cars. <laughs> like. And that's the stuff that makes it, you know, like so many people are so are so hellbent on the whole table smashing thing. You know why we smash tables? Because for 17 years, there was nothing better to do <laughs> for 17 years. We had to get so drunk that we said, fuck it. I'm going to jump off something really high and throw myself through a table to make Bill's games enjoyable. Right. And like the sad part is the reason that's so like so out there right now is because of the, like the popularity it got because there's nothing, nothing good to talk about, about the bills. So there's an entire generation of bills fans that that's all they know. That's true. So like, you know, and, and just, that's just me further explained, you know, 
Bill's Mafia explaining for people, but like uh, it, you and I have that's good, what I mean. Like yeah. you and I have good conversations about this because I've like a, I've had encounters with very very bad Bills fans. I've had encounters with very very wonderful Bills fans, um, and I, I always liked your case in point. You like you know you, yeah. Bill's Mafia, it isn't perfect, not by a long shot. I don't think anybody would ever claim that it is, but uh, you're, I, I liked your perspective that like you wanted just you wanted the fans to be, I guess, better. I think it was it was a phrase you wanted them to kind of yeah. act a little bit better. I mean, st- you, there's still ways to kind of keep up that crazy, edgy, um, you know, table smashing persona identity, you know, identity, I guess, a little bit. But um, there's also you know ways to be better, more inclusive fans, I, I, I guess, in in a sense. Um, I always liked your perspective on that. You're, you're kind of, you're in it. Like I'm on the outside looking in, well, I'm kind of on the inside, uh, as well living in the area, but, uh, you're immersed in it. You love the bills. You love that, that, that aspect of the team, but you also the fans, but you also acknowledge that, Hey, you know, our fan base, we need to pretend like we were, you know, like we weren't just bad for 17 years. You know, I've always appreciated that perspective. You know, like that, that's cocking from a tailgate standpoint too. Like I'll, like I have season tickets, I tailgate and like, you see, like, I mean, I'm going to use the dolphins. Like you, you know, you see somebody walk by in a dolphins Jersey and you get, you know, dolphins suck, you know, you're an asshole. Like, ah, go, you know, Bill suck. You're an asshole. And like, that's fine. There are legitimately bills fans that if you walk through the parking lot, throw shit at people. I know because I, they're a fan of another team. Like I, I had a friend. Who, I, I don't uh, went, dolphins fan went to a game at 10 years old and somebody, they never found who, but Bill's Bill's fan, I would imagine. So they threw a they threw a beer at him when he was ten years old. So, um, like, and and I'm not just ugh. targeting the Bills. We're just talking about that because myself, Jaws, and in, in, in Austin, and I mean Andrew lived in the area as well. But, um, but these are just you know just just there's moments that it's like it's really really toxic, man. It's uh it's kind of awful. Yeah, and and that's and that spans all sports and all teams. Like you you see it all the time, and I'm sure we'll touch on it more. So I'm gonna let that go. Yeah, no, without a doubt. Andrew, you're up, buddy. The good and bad of uh, sports fandom. I think uh, a lot of good points there. And me being a Dolphins fan, living inside of a Bills fan during the greatest moment probably in Buffalo Bills history in those early 90s was pretty crazy. At one point, I swear my father had more pitchers of Jim Kelly, Thurman Thomas, and Bruce Smith on his wall than he did me and my brother. <laughs> and that is combined. And, you know, Jaws brought up the 17 years of just absolute mediocrity. And we've talked about this is a lot of Bills fans grew up thinking Doug Flutie was the greatest quarterback in Bills history. So I, I, I do understand uh, some, but bad things about fans is I've had bad experiences at, a Sabre game. I was a 16 year old kid wearing my lovely Eric Lindros jersey, and some drunk guy tried to punch me out. And lucky his friend grabbed him at the last minute, and that punch missed me in my missed me, or I would have been knocked out on the ground as a 16 year old kid, just you know, just waiting, <laughs> just wanting to go see Eric Lindros. So there's a lot of bad, a lot of bad fans, and a lot of people that. Uh, the passion, as Austin said, gets wrapped up in it, and it gets very, very toxic, and it turns off other people to that fan base as well. 
So, I mean, that is a huge thing. And to mention another thing I was thinking about for Bill's tailgating, as a small child, my father had season tickets. I used to go there all the time. And if you go to a Bill's tailgating as a boy, you will walk out as a man because you will see things that you are like, wow, I'm not supposed to see this. I watched a guy <laughs> just dump a gallon of orange his head and then just fall to the ground because he was passed out drunk. That's just things that you've seen. But then again, but the other thing too is uh, with the players and Johnny brought it up about, you know, I'm guessing he's talking about LaMelo ball where people, I think a lot of people are just becoming fans of players, which is cool. And I think that's also losing a lot of team fans as well. You know, I refer to them as, you know, bandwagon jumpers. And that's a horrible fandom about sports. Um, I have a friend, he, he flip-flops back and forth between the Falcons and the Bills. Who's ever doing better, that just seems who he goes with. And I make fun of him all the time and go, this is probably why you don't have a girlfriend or a wife because you can't even pick a sports <laughs> team. So I, that's one thing. Like, I understand if you like two teams, but you got to you gotta kind of like pick a team in my mind as a fan. And you got to say, this is my team. This is who I'm going to ride with, and this is who I'm going to die with. And the biggest thing about just being a fan that I think most that would make a good fan is knowing what your team is. Knowing knowing what your team is. Uh, is it a bad team? Is it a good team? And you, you got to embrace that at some point. Uh, a great example is the Dolphins this year. They're, they were 100% overachievers, and I knew that. I knew that 100%. Did I want them to beat the Bills all the time? No, but I knew that the Bills were a better team. And I think a lot of fans, and I deal with it through my Dolphins Facebook groups, is they thought this team was going to go to the Super Bowl. You got to know what your team is. You got to know what your team is, and you got to know what they are capable of, and if they're overachieving or underachieving. Don't go after players. These are guys that make tons of money, but at the end of the day, they are still human beings doing a job. I'm pretty sure you wouldn't want somebody coming to your job doing whatever you do and telling you that you suck every five seconds if you do something wrong. I right. mean, that's horrible. That's just not the way that it goes. And the accessibility that we have with, with the athletes, it's a good thing, but then it's also a bad thing. We cannot, like I said, we cannot just attack them. And one thing that I don't personally do, if you are going to invest yourself into, into a fandom, I think you, this is just kind of my personal thing behind it, is know the team. Know the people that came before each, each person, because then you could appreciate. I know we just, we had a lovely conversation about the 72 Dolphins. I'm a history guy. I'm a history guy. I, I, my Dolphins team sucked. For the first three years of their existence, I know this. If it wasn't for John Shula and a trade for Paul Warfield, the Dolphins would have been in absolute obscurity for the rest of their time. But I, I know this because I know the history. I've looked back and kind of kind of get to come to grips with that. There's older fans that can probably teach you a thing or two, maybe about being a fan or about that team. And like John said, learn the game as well try and figure out why they made that call at what point we all can't be armchair gms we all can't be 
you know, it, it's very easy in Madden to pick a play and say, okay, that's what I'm going to do. How come in Madden I can launch the ball up 90,000 times a, a game and the computer doesn't adjust to me? That's because it's a game. It's not actual. It's not an actual sporting event. Right. So those are just some things about fans that drive me crazy and then kind of good things as well. I know I, you guys have all had like very great, very, very great definitions for it. I, I can, I can appreciate them. We're, I think we're all on the same page as, you know, uh, respecting athletes, respecting sports team, you know, sports, the teams, um, all that jazz. We're, it looks like we're in good company uh, to myself. Uh, I'll start off with the good. Uh, I think sports transcends like athletes and stuff. It, sports has to tr- like transcend sports a little bit. Uh, to me, like good fans are like the ones that take care of each other. They, uh, they take good care of each other. Like, you know, for all the, the negativity that the bills, you know, go through uh, the charity thing that they, you know, they, they, start, they essentially started the, 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 the bit of a charity movement um, as far as, you know, people helping other people. Right. Uh, a couple years ago, obviously the, yeah, the fourth and 12 with Andy Dalton, and Tyler Boyd, and Bills fans in droves for eliminate, you know, getting rid of this postseason drought, donated Andy Dalton, donated to Tyler Boyd, mostly Andy Dalton, but some of Tyler Boyd. And Andy Dalton came back and was like honored as like a hero in a preseason game. It was, it was surreal. It was a really cool moment. You will never like that would never ever happen in any other circumstance. But Andy Dalton comes in, you know, he's he's all getting the special treatment, waves to the Bills fans, they're cheering him on. It's um, it was really really cool. Um. Yeah, good, good sports fans to me are, you know, and this is part of the reason why I, I, I got into podcasting because uh, at least talking about the foot uh, for football for two point is that, you know, uh, being able to just talk, have a nice civil conversation with people about a sport, about certain players, about teams. Um, I could not find that on the Internet, which is crazy. I'm sure you're all mind blown by that by that statement. But um, I wanted to, you know the art of con like properly conversating with people it's gone. It's, it's, it's almost nowhere to be found. Uh, and social media does not help that. Uh, you know, if, if I can talk with somebody from a different team, right, I'm a Colts fan. We don't really hate any teams. At least I don't think, uh, you know, I obviously don't live in the Indianapolis era area, but um, when I first went to Indianapolis to go watch a game uh, it was, it was really amazing. Like I, I was like, wow, football can be, Going to a live football game can be pretty peaceful. Uh, the first one I ever went to in Indianapolis was two, but three years ago. Colts uh, playing the Tennessee Titans. There's people in droves walking around with Tennessee Titans jerseys, and everybody's having a great time. Nobody's getting into arguments. Nobody's getting beer dumped on their head. Um, I was like, wow, this is great. And people, they're conversating. They're just having a good conversation back and forth. Uh, the bad ones for me are the ones that, you, I mean, Obviously, we've t- we've talked at you know about the social media aspect, but it's the ones that can't conversate with people. You know, they go out of their way to make somebody's uh, sport viewing experience uncomfortable, miserable, uh, and, and and you know it, it's it's a I just think it's I don't understand. You know, uh, speaking in definitives when it comes to sports, uh, you know, ahead of games, it's so risky. I, I'll never forget. Uh, I think it was you know, 2018 season. I don't, I did, I did actually start the, the podcast started by them, but uh big shocker Dallas Cowboys fan was running his mouth 
I think they were either going to Indianapolis or Indianapolis was coming to them. Either way, they were playing each other. And uh, he was talking just just trash upon trash upon trash. He goes, want to bet money? Uh, just getting really loud. And I'm like, no, I had a side, a friendly side bet with a good, with a good Dallas Cowboy fan. We did a little Jersey Jersey deal, but anyways, he talked all this, this trash and I probably should have taken him up on the money bet because the Colts blanked them like 23 to zero. And I'm just like, I mean, I literally have no respect for it. Like it wasn't even out of fun. He was just being a dick. And I literally have no respect for this guy because it's like, I can't even, we can't even have, you're not even giving my team a chance ahead of time. It, it wasn't, like I said, it wasn't even friendly banter. And then you got your, your ass is smoked. Like you deserve it. You absolutely deserve it. But um, I, I do uh, some aspects of the negativity are why I'm actually in podcasting as much as I am today. Um, I, I, I do have to admit it because uh, when I go to a voice opinion about something, I love football. All right. I, there was a point before I was doing the podcast where I just type my opinions out. And people would be like, nah, you're, you're stupid. You're wrong. Not even constructive criticism, not even having a nice back and forth, nice dialogue. But, um, you know, I'm just like, what, what am I doing here? You know what? Why, why am I not seemingly not allowed to talk about sports without this douchebag uh, saying this, that douchebag saying that I'm going to go create a podcast. So I do have to admit that through the negativity that, um, you know, uh, you know, so I guess some things, but in the grand scheme of things, it's, it's, it, it, it's pretty awful. I like to do this thing. Um, and maybe you guys will appreciate this too. I like to, when, when fan, when fans of like the major North American sports, right? So we got basketball, football, um, baseball, hockey. I like to put those like moments, those incidents, the things that, how the fans react. And I like to put them in, uh, simulate them amongst pro wrestling fans. Okay. This is kind of, I think some of you guys might appreciate this. So, you know, we've talked about fans in different jerseys that they, uh, you know, that you're going into somebody else's stadium, you get harassed. And I, I like to think, you know, what I'm trying to say here is that what if somebody in the late 1990s during the attitude era walked into a WWE show with the NWO t-shirts on. All right. And a bunch of fans in DX shirts, <laughs> jumped him, molly whopped him outside inside the stadium and uh and, and you know get take get out of here you know you're trash wcw is trash i do that for a lot of other sports instances but that's always one that that like rings to me i'm like wow that would be really bad right it would it'd be kind of goofy if, if that were to be um so i i i i think pro wrestling like fans as loud and, and awful as they can be sometimes if you put real sport moments, sport fan moments, and you put it on them, it's it's actually it, it kind of it makes things a little bit laughable, um, at least on my end, at least on my end. But um, let's see. But uh, Johnny, you want to like what? What are some of like uh, good, you know, good and bad like sports fan moments that you've? I mean, obviously, witnessed uh, that you've seen. I, I guess we want to kind of just elaborate on, on that sort of thing. What are some of the good and bad that you've, you've seen come out of uh, sports fandom? Well, I think one of the, the good ones for sure that we've already kind of, you know, touched on, you know, uh, you know, Derek uh, talked about this with the Bills Mafia is sure. It is really easy to focus on all the negative stuff. I mean, that's just the stuff that stands out and the stuff that you remember more for whatever reason, but you know, they also do. And I've seen this where they give to charities and stuff. 
you know, they really do try to help out the community and that type of thing. I remember, you know, down here, I'm, I'm from North Carolina. So growing up in North Carolina, uh, you know, when I was uh, a teenager, NASCAR was huge, right? Like NASCAR was a huge thing down here and who your favorite driver was, was a big deal. It was a divisive thing <laughs> who you liked, who you didn't like that type of thing. Whoever this guy who drove really fast going left a lot, you know, uh, who, who did you like, who did that the best? And uh, Jeff Gordon, I remember when Jeff Gordon joined NASCAR and started driving, he was a really young guy. He was like in his early 20s, but he was winning. He was winning right away. And people hated him. I mean, hated him. They couldn't stand him. They, I heard all, this is before social media, but I would go to some races with my dad and I would hear people just, just, just throw these and i mean some really angry insults at this guy that seemed way too personal <laughs> like just questioning his sexuality you know all these different things <laughs> and then i started actually reading because he actually lives in north carolina and if you actually read about him he does a lot for the community he gives a lot to charities and stuff like that and i was like well i can't hate this guy now because i found this <laughs> out about him you know right right and that's kind of how it goes for me. But I think some people just get separated too. Uh, one of the most negative things that I ever remember in basketball is I was watching the game because it was live on television when the malice in the palace happened. And uh, this is where Ron Artest was laying down, like he had a stoppage in play and he was laying down and the crowd was already hostile in Detroit. And he was laying down on the scores table and somebody threw something at him. So he gets up and he goes into the crowd and they start fighting the crowd. And they're throwing punches and everything. It's probably one of the the ugliest things to happen uh, in a basketball game. It's it's up there for sure. Like it, you know, that's the, just because of that one incident. They changed a lot about how uh, they do things when it comes to the crowd and 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 basketball games. Uh, but that was a really negative thing. Uh, you know, it's one of my uh, one of my best friends went to. I mean, he was a kid. I mean, he was just a kid. Went to a, 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 I think it was a race or something. He was in the grandstands or something. He was wearing a shirt for some driver, and somebody didn't like it, so he spit his chewing tobacco on him. And he was a kid. He was a flipping kid. He was like ten years old. Uh, that's where it gets really negative. Uh, I, the one thing I do want to point out, though, and I really liked it, and I think Austin was the one who said it. It's this fine line with passion. Uh, I think passion can most certainly be a great thing. I love talking to people who are passionate about things. Uh, but it's also really easy to turn that passion into something very negative. There's such a fine line between there. And Austin said that just, a, just that fine line between which side of that passion line are you on? Are you on the one that's really building things up and really showing why you, you know, like if I see a really passionate fan base, that seems very positive. Honestly, I think really more positive about that team. I really truly do. Yeah. But then when I see when it's really negative, I'm like, I, I don't, I don't, I'm kind of okay that I don't live there <laughs> kind of thing. No, that's a fantastic point too. Cause I think my, well, myself and Andrew talked about this. I've, I don't hate sports teams. I don't really hate like athletes, but what does get me to kind of hate like that, that the aura of those teams is, is, is the fan base a, a little bit like, uh, you know, say what you will about uh, Dak Prescott. Dak Prescott just got paid a massive, massive amount of money um, this, this past, this past week. A lot of people just hate, you know, um, at throwing jabs at him. I get it. Dak Prescott is what he is. But I'm I'm a guy who loves to see players getting paid. 
And he's had a really, really rough year. He had a brother commit suicide. He just he broke his leg um, like bad. And I know that, you know, those aren't reasons to really justify a uh, guy getting paid. But I'm like, I'm like, I'm happy for this guy. And all the, you know, everyone else is just piling in, piling in. Oh, Dak doesn't deserve this. Dak doesn't deserve that. Honestly, I think uh, salary and all that stuff might be a very good conversation for us at some point. Player salaries and, and this and that. But, um, but yeah, I'm like, wow. You know, it, it, when you see it, it's coming from a, a certain fan base. It's like, man, I, what? <laughs> you know, what, really? Why? Why are you doing this? You know, it, it, it recent, recently I've seen people ragging on Patrick Mahomes. They're ragging on his, his, his fiance and his mom and, and they're like attacking Patrick Mahomes, you know, because the, his fiance and his mom, because they are who they are. Like it's, it's, uh, I don't know. It's, it, it's messed up, but yeah, unfortunately the bad apples of fan bases stand out head and shoulders above, above some of the good ones. Sometimes, uh, Johnny, were you about to add to that? I, I apologize. Yeah, but I forgot what it was, so it must not have been that great. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Austin, what about you, bud? Some of the, the your favorite like good moments, and and some of your not so favorite bad moments um, when it comes to sports fandom. You know, it's funny because Johnny mentioned it. I, I was first thing I thought of was Ron Artest trying to fight an entire city at one time, <laughs> just like 18, 18,000 on one, and he's like, "No, I got it. Bring it on. I'm going right now. It's a throwdown." So like, that was the first thing that jumped into my mind. Um, but really, I, I, I love some of the good stuff. Um, and Bills fans have a lot of great stuff. I mean, you can't go to a Bills game without having a guy half naked, half his chest painted red, half his chest painted blue, screaming at the top of his lungs. In the middle of December, um, mind you. In the middle of December. Uh, yes, right, yeah, right, yeah. Not, not <laughs> September. Correct. Right. He is freezing. Windchill negative a bajillion. And he's out there just like more naked than he is clothed. Um, and, and that's that. And it's the positive fashion that we talk about. Um you need people like that. The, the 12th man, especially in football, is a real thing. Um, I can tell you that there are many times this year that I, I, you know, I do a little sports betting, whatever like that, or fan duel, and I'm trying to think of like who's the home team. And with this COVID stuff and no fans being in the stands, I feel like the home team advantage was gone. Um, that, that, that screaming and being loud and, being, yeah. and supporting your defense when they're on the field is – is highly valuable to the home team. And that was just non-existent this year. I think this is the first um, year that away teams won more games than home teams. I think there was that, an that, actual stat line. It might've been like one or two game difference, but that was an actual stat estimated stat that they, they discovered, which is crazy. That, that wouldn't surprise me at all. It wouldn't surprise me at all. It, it's just nuts. I mean, the, the 12th man in Seattle and large stadiums, that has got 71, 75,000 plus people. Um, it's a big deal. Um, and that was just neutralized quite effectively. Um, and I, I love everything like that. That's chest painting, the face painting, being all passionate and supportive. Um, I was a huge, as a wrestling fan, I was a big fan when the stadiums and arenas started guest chanting. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. I, I going nuts. And that was awesome. It was so cool. It was, it, li- it, it it was literally a the gap in the different sports. Yes, exactly. It was all over the place. And like first it was the Islanders and then it went into baseball games and it was just, it was all over. Um, and there's a lot of cool stories like that. For every for every jerk out there, there's uh, an inspirational, uplifting, you know what I mean, story that uh, warms the the bowels of your head, the cockles, if you will, of your heart. <laughs> That's for sure. That is for sure. Uh, Jaws, my man. Favorite good and uh, least favorite bad moment. Do, do hearts have bowels? Is that a thing? I switched to the cockles. This the thing is the, the okay, deep okay. down. The I got. I, 
I got anatomically confused, and that's not okay for me. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> I told you it was going to get weird today. So, all right, I got to tell. This is easily one of my like this is like the bane of my existence as a season ticket holder is there's like like my initial seats like the seats that i got three or four years ago when i got my uh my season tickets initially and that's only because that was like when i could finally afford them like that that wasn't like a bandwagon fan thing that was like i have a good job and i can be off on sundays let's go to football games yeah so this dude sat a like a seat to my left and right behind me so like he was like that seat over my shoulder like for the guys that could like because they can see me i'm pointing like over one shoulder like that his head was there and this dude was the yo-yo fan he was oh we suck josh allen is garbage oh my god what are we doing do we should cut him don't even trade him blah 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 touchdown bills yeah let's go god allen's <laughs> such a freak oh my god he's awesome and it finally got to a point where like i I can only hold the rage for so long. And like, I forget who we were playing. It was two years ago and Alan had a rough start to the game. And he was, this dude was all over him to the point that like nobody in our general vicinity that could hear this dude was enjoying the game. And we were a winning and B like in a game with a good team. And all of a sudden, like Alan turns, like it, it was, it was one of, you know, a, a genius Dable design where you know flow one way throw back the other way open touchdown see you later and like the whole place is going nuts and like people are high-fiving and I, I turn around to high-five the people behind me and this dude's like yeah let's go and I literally go no you can sit the fuck down and go fuck yourself because <laughs> you've been dogging this dude all day you like if you're gonna dog him that hard in my ear for a quarter and a half sit down when we score because yeah. you're out and like the like seven or eight of the people were like, thank God, like, shut up. Like, it was awful. Like, it's so bad because, like, if you live and die in sports by the outcome of every single play, you're going to be dead all day. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, we're like, if, especially like in some, in some sports, 30% of the time you do good, you're a Hall of Famer. I don't want to sit by that dude in that game. Like, and, and I, you know, I, I see it on social media, like, you know, guys that are in the baseball world, we were talking about a little bit before we hit the record button. Like, you know, when it took like not to bring up Yankees fans in this fashion, I'll bring them up in another fashion later on. But like, you know, when Yankees fans didn't realize who Gene Carlo Stanton was, because all they knew is he was the dude that hit the ball 147 miles an hour and for 597.2222222 feet. And like, but then you realize he doubles his hits with strikeouts every year. This dude strikes out the most in the MLB almost every year but Yankees fans didn't know that because he was just going to be a home run guy and all of a sudden he's just k-ball 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 bomb and like when he hits the bomb oh my god he's the greatest hitter alive k-ball k-ball oh my god he sucks like why did we waste all this money but like because you didn't know who you were getting you like you were drawn to the name in the home run derby highlights and like I don't want to sit by you at a game because I want to th- I, like I mute you during during the MLB season because I don't want to hear your crap because you don't know what you're talking about and I it, and it drives me nuts and it makes me sound like an egotistical asshole but I, like and I swear I am but <laughs> not to that extent like not I'm not the dude that like I'm not gonna play like I'm the smartest guy in out here 
but when you like when the ignorance just spews i can't it just drives me insane because it, like that's the guy you can't talk to either you can't be like hey man like you know this guy's playing out like a rod with the yankees oh my god he like oh we got a rod we're gonna win the next 900 world series and then a rod was like a mediocre third baseman at best and like every yankees fan on the planet wanted to like ban him from new york city like hey man like you realize he's been a shortstop his whole life and the position's different right well you still feel the ball and throw it it's totally different though like uh, so I, I got so in, like trenched in this and I don't know where my brain was going with it, but like, the, like those, those are like my, like the, the stuff that I hate that I absolutely despise about like just fandom as a whole. Yeah. But then you want to talk like you want to, you want to talk a cool story, like back in the midst of like the bills mediocrity, I was able to go in, well, I was in college. I went to the bills Monday night game against the Cowboys with my buddy Ern, who is this five foot one and a half Cuban kid that I went to Buff State with, and he is a diehard Cowboys fan. Oh God! So oh, no. we get we get <laughs> we we get tickets in the end zone, and it's the end zone that To made like the spectacular over the over the shoulder catch, and like the place went nuts. It was so loud, my ears stopped taking in noise. Like like I've I've never understood the phrase deafeningly loud until I sat in the midst of this like just bonanza of raucousness and like I'm looking around and I'm realizing that it's not loud it's dead quiet but it's not right and like that was so cool and then I had to look at my little Cuban friend when the game was over and was like please just don't talk because I'm gonna have to save your life and I don't want to fight other Bills fans tonight because he was that dude that's like oh Cowboys, America. I'm like, Ern, like it looks like you're sitting, but please sit down so people can't see you. Like, <laughs> Ern, stop talking. Get on my back. We got to go to the parking lot right now, <laughs> dude. Put, put put my put my jersey on. They'll think you're my son. <laughs> be, be be the only Make a Wish kid with a mustache. Like, come on, cut it out. <laughs> Jesus, oh, that's that's a fun memory. That's a, that's definitely that's definitely a good one. <laughs> Um, uh, Andrew, you're up, buddy. Uh, some of your favorite good and bad, uh, fan moments that, that you've experienced, you've seen. Oh, geez. Good and bad. Um, I have to say probably I had a similar experience like Jaws had, but it was at a Sabres game. Uh, old drunk fan just rambling on about absolute nonsense. I don't even think he even knew what hockey game but he kept on talking to me and my friend constantly and there was a lot of people getting pretty annoyed and he yelled to the point where his dentures popped out of his mouth and we just see him bent over the uh the chair and and i'm like what the hell is going on and the guy in front of us is like he just yelled so loud his denture came out and we're happy that he did that because now he can't get them back in because they're disgusting and we don't have to hear him anymore i would have to say the worst is yeah that that Sabres game and it's shocking because I've been to so many Bills games but that Sabres game where the guy just here I am you know 15 16 years old just kind of with my friend who is younger than me probably about 14 and we're just trying to enjoy a game and just because I'm wearing a Flyers jersey he wants to punch me in my face 
not any type of you know I, I can I can deal with the you know flyers suck or anything like that but when you go that far where you're going to try and throw a punch at somebody because they're wearing the wrong jersey in that in that area is just I, I still think about that day where I'm like oh my goodness I could have just been laid out on the ground yeah and, for no you know, reason nothing that you did just being a fan no. just being a fan of your, your team or a player yeah yeah and that's one of the things and you know i've i've had to deal with some <laughs> i'm not saying horrible things but you know just as things growing up i lived in western new york i liked no western new york teams i didn't like any new york teams so to live in that area it, it's there's a lot of there was a lot of bad moments where I couldn't wear, you know, well, I could wear, but, you know, because I wore a Merino jersey and it wasn't Kelly, it was just not, you know, like I didn't handle the dolphin sock, but anything else. And to talk about, uh, I think Johnny brought up a point is I hated Troy Aikman growing up. But Troy Aikman was an absolute loser. He's an idiot. I watched Troy Aikman a football life and after that, I was like, me and Troy Aikman got some things in common when it came to work-related problems, and I got with got with that. And Johnny, I do remember when NASCAR was a very heated scene with Jeff Gordon, and I was uh, I was the target of family ridicule because I was a Rusty Wallace fan. It was that Miller genuine draft car with the big number two on it. And everybody in my family loved the Intimidator, Mr. Dale Earnhardt. So I did get a lot of ridicule for that. I've always been the black when it came to any sports fandom. So I've taken a lot. <laughs> Couldn't quite give a lot, but I've, I've taken a lot. <laughs> Respect. Uh, I guess when it comes to myself, I, I mean, a lot of my stuff has been, been, you know, a lot of my favorite and the good and bad has been been pretty personable. Um, you know, I think we talked about it before we went on air. Philly's a pretty pretty rough uh, sports town. Who throws snowballs at Santa Claus, you monsters? Um, monsters, absolute monsters. But, uh, you know, the good, like I said, I already talked about, you know, the, the my, my experiences in, in Indianapolis. Like, it's been, uh, like, I love it there. It's, it's honestly a, home away from home. And I've only been to three stadiums, NFL stadiums in my, in my time. And, uh, you know, to see, to kind of see that. And it's just, it's just, I don't know. I guess I'm an old soul, right? I, I know I love I live in the rust belt area, you know, rust belt area, very blue collar t- place in, in, in Buffalo, but I, I, I just, I don't know. Maybe I'm lethar- just super lethargic. I, I just, I hear some of the BS sometimes. I'm just like, uh, why? <laughs> why uh and indianapolis was a breath of fresh air for me it, it definitely was you know the andy dalton thing was really really cool uh, i always appreciated that um but you know the, the good moments are you know when i come come on you know go on the internet and, and and see like uh you know we talked about the charities at nauseum at this point uh but you know the the the, the players kind of giving back to the like taking care of the fans helping out fans like athletes are like heroes for a lot of people is basically what I'm getting at. And I, I see, uh, um, you know, I, I, I just see so much, uh, there's this kid out in Philadelphia, uh, Giovanni, the, uh, the, the, the Phil, I think Giovanni, the, the 
Philly sports podcaster. Um, this really great kid. He, uh, you know, he was going through some tough medical procedures and, um, you know, Carson Wentz did an appearance for him and like, he's like Carson Wentz's number one fan. And he posted this video on the internet of like him, like say, like uh, obviously sad that he was Carson Wentz was going to Indianapolis and leaving Philadelphia, but he posted this really like sweet message, you know, Oh, in Colts fans are getting a really good guy, this and that. And it made me put away my like Carson Wentz hate. Cause I, I'm, I'm trying to look at this through the eyes, like a, of like a child, you know, this child who's been through hell and back just to live, man. He's just happy to live. And, and, you know, to see like that perspective, I'm like, Oh my, you know, why do I get so red? Why do I and others get so wrapped up in the sports stuff? You know, this kid, Carson Wentz had a horrendous 2020, 2020 season. And this kid's like, I, I just still love him because he's Carson Wentz. You know, uh, yeah, he had a personal moment, but that always kind of rang, you know, rang true to me. And I, I, you know, I wish fans could kind of be like that. Um, the bad stuff, again, personal experiences, seeing some of the negative stuff. I never, I'll never forget when I was, tw- I wasn't 12. I think I was 20 years old. And, uh, was I, yeah, I was about 19, 20 years old. I went to uh, a Bills and Chargers game. And my brother was a big Chargers fan. Showed up with the uh, showed up with the Chargers jersey on. And uh, and I seen, you know, or a couple of Bills fans like, you know, we're, we're harassing him. Like he was eight years old, eight or nine years old. No, no, excuse me. He was 12. He was 12. My apologies. Um, and people, they were just screwing with them. And, and, and my dad's like, yo. He's 12 years old. And the guy's like, oh, okay. And he just kind of backed off. Um, you know, and I was just like, what, you know, just why? I went to a Yankees game. I went to a Yankees game. Uh, I went to, it was a it was 4th of July weekend a couple of years ago. It was wonderful. It was them versus the Red Sox on uh, Sunday Night Baseball. And, uh, you know, obviously New York, very, very rough and rough and tough city. All right. And plus them in the, you know, them in the Red Sox, uh, not, <laughs> not the best of friends, but, uh, there was a, there was like a younger kid that showed up with his family of, of, of Yankees fans, but he had a Red Sox Jersey on. And I'm watching all these, these Yankees fans just like throwing F bombs at this kid, get him the fuck out of here. You know, with those, those thick, heavy New York Brooklyn accents, you know what I'm saying? Uh, and they're just like, this kid's just trying to watch his damn team, man. Like. Let it go. Um, so those are some of the some of the really the good and bad. There's been so much, but it uh, the good to me out can outweigh the usually outweighs the bad. Usually, usually does. There's some pretty heinous stuff, but um, uh, the good can usually outweigh the bad. To close this uh, to close this episode out, I want to kind of go around and see who you guys yeah, think. This is this is where we get so we get some spicy takes. Some spicy takes. Um, who are the, some of the best and worst fans, um, fan bases, excuse me, that you've come across, across the, you know, the, the, the major North American sports and it's okay. Like, if you don't want to be negative, you don't want to take shots, you know, that's fine. Um, you know, if you do all the better, but Johnny, let's start off with you. Some of the best, best and worst fan bases, I guess. Um, in all, in all, I guess we'll, we won't limit it to the major North American sports. We'll do just all sports. Um, some of the ones that you really admire, man, I think it's just easier to do the negatives. Right. So I'll do that first. <laughs> okay. Um, I think, I mean, we've already mentioned Philly. I mean, this is also the same 
city that uh, famously had Bill Burr, the comedian, doing stand-up, and they were just booing him until he just started attacking them, and then they loved him for it. <laughs> uh, so Philly just, is just very hard to understand, <laughs> as you know, just overall. As a society? Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and, I mean, we don't talk about it here in America because it's not as big here, but soccer is humongous, or or football is humongous in other countries, and they take it incredibly seriously, and uh, it can be very, very toxic over there. I've seen plenty of, of aspects of that, so I'll probably throw some of those in um, for that. But the thing I really wanted to bring up, too, is I was very curious about this. Uh, you know, I used to, and I can't stress that enough, used to watch a lot of ESPN during the day, uh, you know, so during the, the day when I'm, yeah, yeah. Um, but I was wondering because I kind of feel that it adds to the negativity when it comes to, uh, you know, a lot of the shows on there are not about discussing sports anymore. They're about yelling louder than the other person talking about sports. And I kind of feel like that is kind of like glossied over into uh, fandom, especially with, you know, uh, younger generations who are coming up and that's what they're watching is that. So that's how we have conversations about sports. That's why we don't know how to talk about sports anymore. We just, we just know how, well, what you said is wrong and what I said is right because I'm louder than you. Skip. You know, that type of no, it's not on ESPN. Skip. The skip show on uh, Fox sports is, is in the same vein, honestly, as what I'm talking about. So, um, I, I kind of think I kind of trash, <laughs> man. Yeah, he'll uh, he'll go to his grave hating LeBron James. That's all I know. But <laughs> uh, the, uh, the, it's it, I think they really add add to it. When I think of sports, I especially think of when I was growing up and getting into sports and how much fun I would have. I made a lot of friends playing sports, and I still talk to a lot of those friends today because we grew up together in the neighborhood you know, shooting hoops or playing baseball or throwing the football around with each other, that type of thing. And it bonded us, right? So that's the very positive to me. And I think they really can do the same thing with fandoms. I've seen, I mean, I I was talking some bad about Charlotte Hornets, but we really do have overall a really good fan base, right. I feel. I'm, I'm very biased, so just know that going in. I admit my, my biasedness, but the fact that we can be remotely positive <laughs> about our team when we've had decades of just fighting to be mediocre, that's <laughs> me. Just just shows uh, a little bit of integrity. Uh, but I think with any fan base, it's the you know what's that saying? The squeak the squeaky wheel gets the grease. Yeah, that type of deal. So the loud ones are the ones that you hear, and they're almost always going to be negative. Yeah, uh, you gotta. I hate I hate that you have to really look down deep to find the positive stuff. But there is a lot of it in every fan base including the Bills, including the Yankees, and all these ones that we want to hate. There's a lot of positive there, too. No, so, you're definitely right. Yeah, so uh, that's the part that I want to want to look at, uh, you know, and to kind of back up what you were saying earlier, Matt, uh, and to make it wrestling-related, as we like to do, uh, I certainly remember when John Cena was, uh, was the most hated man in, amongst – hardcore wrestling fans right he could do nothing right we booed when he even dared to show his face even though he kept saying we couldn't see him we totally saw him (laughs) and we would just we just hated him and hated him but then guess what this guy also like had the record for the most uh make-a-wish appearances 
just making kids days, you right. know, and I can't, I just can't hate a guy who does that. And that's the same thing with, I guarantee you all these sports stars that we want to hate on have done some very similar stuff to that. And that's the part that I try to remember when I'm getting mad at somebody <laughs> over something's like, well, you know what? I guarantee you, even though I might not like this person, I bet you they do some pretty cool stuff for their their community and their neighborhood. So, yeah, um, I think there's a lot of very positive stuff. The NBA, since that's the one that I'm familiar with, they do a lot of giving back to the community and such. Uh, like, you know, just to, for example, be All Star Weekend when they do that. Like everything they do during All Star Weekend goes back into that community that the the game's been held in. Uh, like they give to all the charities there. They actually go out and do a lot of charity work and that type of stuff. Uh, so I, you know, we've kind of like you said talked a lot about charity, but it's it's a really positive aspect to me, and that's the part that I really love is that the sport, these sports, are this such incredible thing that can really truly bring us together. Like we can use the, our passions to bring us together instead of tearing us apart, and it's really beautiful when that happens. It is. It most certainly is. Austin, you're up, buddy. Um, you know, some of your, 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 I guess your favorite, you know, good fan bases and then those, those, uh, those bad fan bases as well. You know what? Uh, and I think it's easy to start with the, the negatives, like everybody said, but I'm going to have to go with the Patriots and I'm probably biased as far as a bad fan base. Um, but because the stuff that just drives me nuts about them is they've been so successful for so long. Right. And anytime anybody tries to have like a rational conversation with them about anything, whether it be any of the cheating allegations or anything else, then, oh, well, they hate us because they ain't us. Really? Is that, I mean, I, yeah, I get you're good, but like, it can't just be like, hey, you got caught cheating. Like, you couldn't have a conversation like, well, hey, lots of teams do the video thing. We just happen to be the ones that get caught. It's shitty, but, you know, we'll, we'll right. take our punishment and have some accountability for what you did wrong. Right. You know what I mean? But no, it has to be a total deflection and a non-admission of guilt, so, which drives me nuts. And then on the flip side of that, again, being so successful in all the championships and the dominance over two decades of NFL football to then be like, they have like a bad game or have like a rough season. And then they completely and totally flip like, oh my God, this team is just so brutal. And like, what are they doing to me? And I'm like, you you just had 20 of the most <laughs> successful years in the history of any sport. Be how happy. You, yeah. How are you complaining at all? There's nothing you could possibly say that would make me feel bad for you or have any sort of pity for you as a Patriots fan. I, I, I hate you because I'm envious because I would love for the Bills to have 20 consecutive years of just dominance in a sport. Right. But we have. So that, that the stuff drives me nuts. And then as far as the good stuff, I think – Every, I think you can make an argument for almost any team to have fantastic fans. If you yeah. talk to anybody from that fan base, they'll tell you that their fans are the best fans. You know, the Bills had, you know, had, had Poncho, we got, we got Pinto Ron, there's a ton of that stuff. And then other, the, the black hole and what used to be Oakland and is now the Vegas, they've got unbelievable fans and Packers with the cheese heads. I mean, I don't wear cheese on my head, but they were proudly go for it. All power to you. It's a uh, it's a cool thing across all sports. It is, no, it, it most certainly is. Um, Jaws, my man, your thoughts on all of this? Well, if you take out the cheating thing, of what Austin said, you can pretty much make the same argument about Yankees fans because rational <laughs> conversations with them just aren't a thing. Um, and they're they're just not. Ah, we've had a rational like conversation. Us. We've had a rational conversation with Austin so far today. <laughs> yeah, not about the Yankees. What did we say? 
What do they that's go not, back that's to? That's not true at all. 20, 26 championships. 26 championships. Ah, <laughs> like, that's it. That's that's the only argument. That's all you have. And that, like, I, like, we, we touched on earlier about how being a fan of players versus fan of a team is, you know, kind of can be a, a, a crappy form of fandom. But, like, I don't have a baseball team. Um, I can, I will tell you, I used to be a Red Sox fan. And then I started hating the Red Sox for the same, same reasons I, I hate the Yankees because of their fans. Right. Like they started buying, trying to buy championships and their fans just became so obnoxious, like just so brutal. And again, I'm, I am Bill's mafia to the day I die. I, I made a list here, the good, the bad, and the ugly Buffalo's on all three. So I, I am very aware of where we're at as a fandom uh, and as, as a group. But uh, to talk, you want to talk about good. All right. You want to talk about the good. And the one that stands out above all else is the friggin' Minnesota Vikings. Um, I know plenty of people who went to the Bills Vikings game two, three years ago, like when, when the Josh Allen famous hurdle happened. Yeah. And like the Bills go into, uh, you, you know, you go to Philadelphia and Philadelphia is heavily favored. And we, we lay a whooping on them like that. It, the Bills fans are dying that night. Like you, you, you could make the same argument about Pittsburgh. Like there were some ugly stories that came out of the bills going to Pittsburgh and, and winning that game. And like the bills went to Minnesota and Minnesota at the time was a, like a Super Bowl favorite. And we took them out back and put a bullet in them old, old yeller style and basically ended their season in week four. And the people who were at that game were like, Oh, Hey, great game. They're basically Canadian. I mean, they're they're basically like they're, they're going to bump into you and give you a donut on the house after they apologize for you rear-ending them. Like, oh, hey, sorry. You're like, oh no, I shouldn't have been. I shouldn't have been at that stop sign. It's my bad. Here, have a donut on the house. Like, oh, hey, great game. You guys beat the shit out of us. It was great, eh? Like, it's unbelievable. And that's like, listen, I am all for that. If your team comes in to my city and beats the shit out of us, unless you're uh, like doing garbage things like running up the score. Like you're, you're up on me 43 to 13 and you're still throwing, coming out gun five wide in the fourth quarter. Like I'll look at you and be like, Hey man, you beat the, you beat the tar out of us. Like we have to look and see what we need to do to be better. Right. So like the, the fact that we did that to the Vikings and their fans were like, Hey, great game. That was awesome. eh?" like, what? <laughs> I'm sorry. Like I'm confused. It's what do refreshing. I do with my hands here? Right. It's yes. Like, like, do absolutely. We, do, do we hug? Do it? Do we hug? Do I? Do I give a nice pat on the tush? Like what do we do here? This is yeah. weird. Right. That's a yeah, good. Should, that's I, a good should I stick my ass out and get the good game? Like, you know, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm gonna lay off the Yankees fandom here. Um, the the bad side of Buffalo is when things don't go wrong. Like people want to burn things down, and I we've touched on that enough too. The, the fun one for me and you know, Mr. Townsend will probably, you know, want to chime in on this. Like NBA fans as a whole to me are sometimes very, very bad. And all you need to do to prove that is to put up in any sports group. Who's the goat? Michael or LeBron. <laughs> and that conversation goes from stats and rings and stuff to like, I hope your mother gets violated in the woods by woodland creatures in three comments and no less or no more. Like it just goes there because you're wrong and you can go That's violate so. yourself yeah. with yeah. a wrecking ball. Like, I don't know. It's, it, it's insane. Um, Austin touched on the ugliness of some of the Patriots fans. Like, and th- this year, it, it, you know, is, is a perfect example. They had a down year and 
like, what did Patriots fans do? Yeah, cool. Buffalo have 20 more seasons like that. And maybe you can hold our jock strap. Like that had a down year, like suck it. (laughs) Just suck the fact that you had a down year for once. God, let me have this. Just, just, you know, yeah. The, the one thing that I did want to dial back to, and it got brought up a few times with pro wrestling, is there are sometimes pro wrestling fans are the epitome of ugly when it comes to fandom um, from the you sucks, you know, and, and like and some of these guys, you know, Kurt Angle put it, you know, getting the the you suck like into his actual like music. Yeah. Like to this day, um, you know, John C- John Cena coming out like and people are like John Cena sucks, right, like, and, right. and he he just like smiles at the camera, like <laughs> always always good to be here, like kind of thing. <laughs> but like then then you you like you look at some of the absolutely toxic shit that's come out. You know, uh, a female wrestler is along the barricade and she gets groped. What? Yeah. Like are like are you kidding? In no like listen. Go, go try that in another sport. Go, go grope an NFL player. You're You're going to die. You're going to die. Right. Like, but because these women who like, they dress a certain way and like all of a sudden that's just grounds for you to be like, Hey, I got a handful of Charlotte flair. Like, no, get out of here. Like you, you don't deserve to be in public, let alone be a fan of things. No, you're a monster. And then, and then you add in the social media aspect of that. And all of a sudden you have like these girls girls who you know we we look at some of the guys who do this and you know they're big they're bulky you know maybe don't they don't look like the adonises that you know you would expect you know the guys who have a little bit more we'll call it fluff on top of the bulk and you know <laughs> like and, and but some of these guys are fantastic in the ring but then you have a woman who looks more like that and you know it's oh maybe you should get liposuction in a boob job you ugly dude right uh listen guy and uh, I'm gonna get off that track because I'm gonna get very angry and ramble for about 45 minutes if I, I can don't. Tell. You're turning I, red a little bit. I, I'm a little tired. I haven't started drinking yet, so that's a good <laughs> thing. But uh, the, I, I have I have a list of some of the things of three things here that drive me nuts. Like two of them are specific statements that have been made just this weekend uh, that I've seen on social media. And one is this is what I'm going to start with is this the negativity toward a team on social media is so abundant because it's easier to be right. More like only only one team wins the championship, right? Yeah. So if you're negative about your team, it's easier to be correct. So That's it's easier true. to have your opinion validated. It's it is like you know oh the, 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 even people who like early in the season were naysaying the Bills, they made it to the AFC championship. But they can go back and say, I told you they weren't winning the Super Bowl this year. They, they just weren't good enough. We need to fix that problem that I brought up. Right. Okay. And then stepping into those problems, I, I literally just saw this one. Uh, that players are starting to come to Buffalo because and, and they're able to take pay cuts to play here because their money goes further in Buffalo. Which one, I don't think that's true. I just bought a house in this market. It's it like I, the, the house that I could get for the same mortgage payment is about three times as expensive if I were to do it in South Carolina. So don't, don't tell me your money goes further here. It doesn't. <laughs> Second, no. I don't I don't think a player's ever said, you know what? That hundred million dollar contract I'm about to sign is going to travel further in Buffalo than it does in Miami. 
I don't think that's ever been a conversation. <laughs> so that just bleeds to the ignorance. And then the last one, this was my favorite. This was on a, on a Bills chat, and it was basically somebody saying, we need a running back because we need to fix our running game. I reply, what about addressing our offensive line? No, the running game is the problem, not the line. And I went, do you know how running the football works? <laughs> and like, we could have had yeah. Derrick Henry in that game and it wouldn't have mattered it do, no no derrick henry would have been an absolute stud we would have won that game really because if you're getting hit by three dudes behind the offensive line before you get ahead of steam i don't care how good you are you ain't get you ain't getting very far nope uh i i know that because when it happens to tennessee derrick henry sucks derrick henry doesn't suck but when they don't block for him he sucks because right. that's how the running game works like no no we don't need linemen we need better running backs uh, wait a minute. Can we address the running game through the lineman? No, lineman, like blocking is blocking. Uh, hold on. <laughs> Do you know what a pass set is? No. Okay, bye. <laughs> moving on. Moving on. For, yeah. Moving on. <laughs> no, there's some great, I'm, there's I'm some muting great my... points. There's a, no, there's some great points. So it's true. It's it's that what that's what like uh, you know that a lot of fans kind of just fall into that trap where they don't understand they don't understand what they're complaining about. We kind of talked about that at the top of the show. So those are some great points that you brought up, Jaws, and very common tropes by I think a lot of uh, team fan bases as well. Andrew, let's uh, you're you're you know the good and good and bad some of your good and bad fan bases that you've witnessed. Ah, uh, good. I haven't seen too many good good fan bases uh considering where I'm from. I I got to say the Colts, the Colts. Oh boy. I think the thing with any fan bases and it's something that probably should have got touched on before and something that I I talked to you about can a fan separate their love of the sport from their team. And I think that's where a lot of people have problems with. Right is Patriots fans do it as well. And I can actually say, I know, I don't know about anybody else, but I remember when the Patriots sucked, like the Patriots were horrible. So, you know, to hear a Patriots fan in there, that's like 23 years old, talk about how great they were. Your team sucked for a very, very, very long time. Your most famous player was before Tom Brady was pretty much an offensive lineman. So you got to look at that stuff. But it, it, can you separate yourself from your team? And that's where the fan base gets really bad or the fan. If you cannot separate your love of if you cannot separate your love of the team away from the game. I will talk about the Dolphins, but then again, I have to step into put on my football fan pants and say, okay, I have to give this team credit where credit is due. Kind of like what Austin was saying. You you got to go into that aspect or what Jaws was saying as well. There's too many people and it. I don't think there is one perfect fan base. I don't think there will ever be one perfect fan base because you will always have the bad and the good, but any fan base anywhere, either you you love that team because you love the game. So you need to separate it and you need to understand the difference between the two. 
I'm a football fan, but I'm also a Dolphins fan. I don't watch baseball that much anymore. I'm a Red Sox fan, but also I like baseball. So I will want to watch one player. And that's how it's kind of got to be my baseball fandom. Sometimes has to trump over my fandom of a team. And I think that's where you're going to find the best fan bases and the best fans overall is if there can be more of a fan of the game as much as they are a fan of their team. And I, Philadelphia is one that doesn't quite have that. So I'm going to throw one out there, even though go flyers, go flyers. I kind of enjoyed it when that guy threw a beer at Ty Domi and then jumped over the the penalty box to try and repeatedly punch him in the face. Not going to lie. As a flyers fan, I was like, that's absolutely amazing. As a human being, I was like, somebody come and get this guy. Right. But right. That's where you got to separate the two. No, you made it. You definitely made a great point about appreciating the, the, the game aspect. You know, uh, you know, we're all in the podcast, you know, business, uh, you know, four out of the five. Uh, I mean, we're all technically sports podcasters now, uh, but four out of the five of us have a regular weekly, um, you know, sports podcast show. And, you know, you see a lot of times too, people like um, people can't take they can't be objective. I think which which is a, which is a really like weird thing, uh, for me. They they're, they're fan of like they can't look past their flaws. Like oh, this team is this team is perfect. How, uh, how could how dare you criticize it for 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 this? This team is perfect the way it is, and uh, there's a lot of people who lose that objectivity when uh you know when they kind of enter this game. But as far as good like good and fa- you know bad fan bases go, uh, some I mean some of the best ones are the ones that really haven't. I I think. It, to, they haven't won a lot, I, I, I guess, or um, I think it's a definitely a regionalized approach. There's just some cities that are just tougher than, than others as far as like a mentality. Um, you know, I, I sit here and I complain about being a Colts fan in, in, in Bill's land. Cheap plug to my one of my podcasts, one of my eight million podcasts. But, um, you know, there's these Rust Belt, like tough towns like Pittsburgh, Cleveland, um, and there, there, there's so there's, there's Chicago. I mean, I don't know if Chicago is technically rust belt, but, um, the, this, these Lake Erie teams, these fan bases are just very, very tough. They're, they're, I mean, they're all the same. Uh, they're very prideful win or lose. They're going to talk their shit in, 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 you know, is that very passionate bait fan bases, but there's always the bad that comes with that too. Um, you know, so some of the the worst ones are are those ones that I think have been successful for so long. You guys brought up the Patriots one perfectly, and I mean, before we realized that COVID was hitting, and you know, uh, and that there was going to be no fans in the stands uh, this year for the Patriots, that the team was like, "Whoa, what, what do you mean you're not going to try and get Tom Brady back? We're not buying like they, they had like an all time low with, with season tickets sales, which is you know, which is a unique experience. Like, man." You guys are just fans of, of possibly one of the greatest sports dynasties of all time. Something that will probably never be touched. You will never see, you, you may never see another team, at least in football, have 20 years of straight dominance. Um, you know, that, that, that's, that, that's like, you should be appreciative. Uh, the other ones are those bandwagon fans, right? Remember, you guys remember when Seattle, when everybody was a Seattle fan, like six, seven years ago, that kind of came out of the woodwork. Legion of Boom, baby. Never heard about him before that, but Legion of Boom, Russell Wilson, you know, that when Carolina, sorry, I know you live in the Carolinas there, Johnny. Uh, when the Panthers were good in 2015, all the Seahawks fans, all the former bandwagon Seahawks fans would be like, oh, yeah. 
keep pounding Cam Newton, dab, you know, this sort of thing. Like you, you see, you see it so much. It's like, I, I, I can appreciate people who are fans and support, you know, every aspect of every team, but yeah, when your Jersey changes like year to year, I think that, you know, they, th- there are teams that are like that. It's uh, it, it can be a, a, a poor reflection of it. Basketball. I don't know how you guys do it. I don't know how basketball fans do it. Um, I know Johnny, I've talked with you before. I've joked about how, you know, the, the super teams, like I, it's hard for me to get into basketball because everybody just kind of groups up into one place. We're going to prop up this city and make it a super team uh, so we can go compete with this individual. And then at the same time, you know, the last 20 years, I, I'd be like, Oh, you know, go football, but damn it. Patriots always winning that kind of mentality. Uh, yeah. The best, the best one, one is always hard. And, and it's like, you know, you've always, for as long as I've known you, you've always been like a Charlotte Hornets fan, right? I think it's it's admirable. But I see a lot of these people, they're just like, yo, where's LeBron at? That's my team. <laughs> you know, and then some of these other guys that are just jumping from team to team every single year, uh, Kawhi Leonard, and uh, one year they're the biggest Toronto Raptors fan, and the next year they're, uh, what was it, Clippers? Did he go to the Clippers the next year? I, th- I think, you know. Yes. That, yep. that Yeah. So that sort of thing is always like it when – the popularity, we could definitely tell the energy from a fan base is kind of up and down depending on what they're like. Uh, be proud. Yeah, it's kind of it's kind of gone to the point where if a guy stays in one place for a while, it's kind of like wow, he like Steph Curry right now has played yeah. with the Golden State Warriors in his entire career, and that's a big deal, so. huge deal, huge deal. Uh, it's it's actually pretty refreshing, honestly. But all right, everybody, that is the end of our second episode. Uh, good and bad fandom. We're going to select, uh, I got our little randomizer app all ready to go. We're going to see who's going to be picking next week's theme. So we don't leave this last minute. Like I did last time, uh, Andrew Austin and Jaws are eligible for, uh, episode selection. So let's spin that wheel. Jaws, you will be selecting next episode. Um, our theme, if you know what you want to talk about, let us know. If not, we'll keep it a surprise until next time. Oh, I can't hear you. What'd you do? Maybe that's why. <laughs> my, so I dropped, I dropped my microphone at one point, like I knocked it off the table and it, oh. I must've hit the, I slid the off button. So yeah, I'm going to come up with something good, something spicy for us. Cause I like this one, uh, but I want to fight. I want to fight with people. So oh, I'm yeah. feeling squirrely. I'm going to come up with something dicey and I, I don't know what it is yet, but I'm going to come up with it and we are going to go to town. So bring your, bring your scrapping gloves, boys. We're throwing mitts next week. Ooh, I can't wait. Speaking of throwing mitts, uh, I feel like this episode was naked. Andrew and Johnny did not go back and forth like they did last episode. Uh, is there something that you guys would like to fight about for the fans? Um, you know, for, for the fans' enjoyment, is there something you guys want to argue about really quick as we close out the show? Because I feel like it, like I said, last, last episode was tremendous with, when you guys went, were fighting about, uh, about cartoon characters and stuff. Yeah, yeah, this is very important. So okay. hold on, hold on. Uh, Andrew and I had a really quick conversation about the show Bonanza, and <laughs> I was quite angry that he had the gall to say that Michael Lennon was the best on there when it's obviously I'm Team Haas over here. Haas is the man, Andrew. Don't get me wrong, Michael Lennon's great. I mean, he went the highway to heaven, which was another great show. But That's... good lord, was it depressing? Uh, but uh, man, it's it's Haas. 
Oh, I just, I literally just saw Hoss save a family uh, who were having a drought and they couldn't get any water. And who did they turn to? They turned to Hoss. Yeah. But Michael Landon, you talk about Highway to Heaven. That was a great show. Come on. That was awesome. That guy wore an A's hat when the Oakland A's were like the it team for so many years. And Michael Landon, Little House on the Prairie. I don't see. I'll, I'll give you a little house on the prairie, but Michael Landon was the man's man for so many years. He was up there with like David Hasselhoff for me. Okay, like I saw Michael Landon and I was like, "This is going to be awesome." When I when I first heard about Bonanza and that Michael Landon was on it, I wasn't watching it for no guy named Hoss. I wanted to see Michael Landon in action. Michael that, Landon that is an American treasure. That tells Just me a lot about you. Eric- that American you would tragedy. dare, you would dare slander the name of Hoss is and you know what? atrocious to me. There we go. And you know what? I don't even like Bonanza that much because I oh, was a big, oh, good Lord. I was a big fan just, of the Wild Wild West. Man, can you mute this man? Just mute this I, man. I was a big fan of the Wild Wild West. I like my dad was like, "Hey, this is Bonanza. This is Wild Wild West." I was like, "Wild Wild West is way better." And then Will Smith had to come around and ruin it, but. If you watch the Wild Wild West shows, it was awesome. Because hey, those Burger King was, toys were fantastic. Uh, I I still know the lyrics to the song. Wiki Wild, Wiki Smith Wild, Wild West, Jim West. Desperado, Rough Rider. No, you don't want nada. None of this. Six Gun and his brother running this. Hello, <laughs> soldier. Look, it's like I told you. <laughs> All right, everybody. Thank you so much uh, for tuning in to another month. Uh, another episode of the Network Sports Talk Show. We appreciate you all so much, and uh, we'll talk to you next time. Make sure you go check out all of our shows, not just ours, the host, but everybody's shows at the network at BICBP-radio.com. And, uh, and, and yeah, keep supporting our network, man. We're, we're getting close to 500,000 listeners uh, across the world uh, listening to our shows at least once. So let's, uh, let's try and cross that mark. Uh, tell somebody. Tell somebody about us and our, what we present. So thank you so much. And uh, I don't have a cool, I don't have a cool catchphrase. Um, you, you like that? You like that? This is Generic American Sports Podcast Center. Hey guys, thanks for tuning in to another episode of Generic American Sports Host Podcast Thing. Today in sporting news, some things happened that were some stuff and some other things. Some statistical values to back up those things are this. As you can see, the thing I just said statistically did happen. Yo, wait a minute. I feel like I could listen to this show anywhere and be just as bored. Why am I listening to this stuff? You want a better sports experience from your podcast? Head over to Hats, Tats, and Stats on the BICBP radio network. Not generic, not boring, and a little out there sometimes. Tune in. To Hats, Tats, and Stats on the BICBP Radio Network.